Hey, yo, 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 we are back. This is another Beats Experience podcast with my next guest. Yo, I'm excited about this one. We've been talking about doing some work together. We haven't had an opportunity. My man's been busy. I actually texted him the other day. I didn't know you were at the awards show. My bad, my bad. Without further ado, y'all give it up for my man, Jorge Peniche, a.k.a. JP. What's going on, brother? How you been? Been good, brother. How, how about yourself? Man, been good, man. I know you've been busy these past few months. Newborn, huh? Yeah, man. Got my hands full. I got my uh, my newborn son. He's, he uh, just turned two months, so you know, it's a blessing. Yeah, man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Congratulations, by the way. Congratulations on your newborn son. You doubled up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... Uh, but anyway, yeah, definitely. We went back to back. <laughs> you know, it, it's so crazy, man. Like, first off, I got to start off by saying this, man. You know, JP, I got so much love for you, bro. You actually recently connected me with Snoop Dogg, and that's like a lifelong dream of mine. So, you know, I, I got to give you shouts out right now for for doing that, man. I know that I told you thank you the last time we spoke, but I gotta I gotta give you a shout out on that, man. You don't know how much that means to me, especially kind of coming where we come from. You know what I mean? Like, I think I told you the very first time that I met you. Uh, I was like, yo, man, you know, you don't see a lot of us in the industry. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I got a, right, right, right. got a lot of love and respect for you, man. And I know a lot of people, including my man Hugo, who really looks up to you, man. And, you know, you, you've been an inspiration to us on this side for, you know, paving the way for us, you know? No, absolutely. I think, I think there are a lot of us. It's just that we're behind the scenes players, you know? We're not the, the front runners of the team, so... We're out there, though. If you look at all the successful camps, as far as Latinos are concerned, there's definitely, you know, a couple of uh, really successful and talented guys that, you know, stay out of the spotlight. You know, you wear a lot of hats. You know, you you, you recently had a conversation with me when you were educating me on visual branding. Really kind of changed my perspective on how I'm approaching business moving forward and, you know, how I'm focusing more on, like, you know, working with small businesses and working with uh, just brands all together, you know, so I kind of wanted to go into that real quick. You know, you've been in the industry for as long as you've been in it. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. You started as a graphic designer, correct? Um, yes and no, I guess, I guess graphic designer and photographer. I think that those, those two went hand in hand as far as my entry point into the game. And that was in 2006. So how did the story? How, so I get, I would say both. So how was the story? So you you were doing it. I remember you were telling me that you had a you were on MySpace, I think, and nobody knew your age, and you were just kind of hustling, and slowly and gradually you met people, you started working with people, and one thing led to another. And next thing you know, you're you're developing uh, brand campaigns for national recording artists. Yeah, I mean, it actually dated pri- even prior to MySpace. That was I connected, you know with the hip hop industry. But um, even prior to that, when I was maybe 12 or 13, I used to do a lot of uh, a lot of business on eBay. And when I would do these, uh, when I, I would, with the business I would do on eBay was a, a lot of it had to do with um, buying and reselling sneakers. So I was always, you know, trying to figure out a competitive, competitive advantage as far as how to present my, my product the best and, you know, kind of uh, exercise my graphic design muscles then. And then I thought, well, I wonder if I can sell my or sell or offer my services through eBay, right? Which, you know, it's pretty unconventional. Either people have like their own, you know, self-standing website for their work as a graphic designer. But um, I didn't know any better. I was ambitious and blind ambition at that. So what I ended up doing was offering, you know, again, with zero experience, just uh, 
you know, being self-taught, started offering my design services as, you know, a graphic artist. And um, again, because especially at that time, now not so much, but especially at that time, you know, the internet, you know, was super uh, anonymous in the sense that, you know, the person behind, you know, a username could, could be either, you know, seven years old or could have been 50 years old, right? And this is on eBay, you know, for what it's worth. So, you know, I had the, the fortune of having an eBay account in good standing from buying and selling stuff you know, for you know, maybe about a year or two at that point. I just set up shop on, you know, through my eBay account offering my services. And ironically enough, the first company that uh, hired me was out of Texas. Um, their, their name was, uh, I'm not mistaken, it was Truett Architects. And, you know, from that point on, I started uh, getting different, you know, small businesses, to, you know, reaching out to, to work with me. And that was the start of my work as a graphic designer. Um, then you fast forward into, you know, make what, 2006, no, yeah, about 2005, 2006, MySpace comes around. My cousin t asked me if I have a MySpace account and I didn't know what that was. You know, he was just like, yeah, man, it's a, it's a new social, you know, platform where people connect and you can stay in touch with your friends. And obviously this, for me, this is, you know, I'm 31. This was on the heels of me graduating. So. You know, I signed up for MySpace in hopes I could connect with, or stay connected with friends, you know, that weren't necessarily going to go to the same university or college that I was. So that was the intention initially. And, you know, the further I I, I kind of maneuvered into into MySpace, the more I realized it's, it's power, you know, for young entrepreneurs and hustlers and it helped me connect a lot of dots you know, as a graphic artist and as a visual artist as a whole. And um, that was, you know, so from that point on, I just started, you know, documenting a lot of my my life with my camera and presenting a lot of my graphic arts work on there as well. And uh, that's how I inevitably or at some point, you know, was was able to connect with Ben Baller. You know, he was uh, just getting things kickstarted with his family or, or connecting with his family on the branding tip for IFN Co., which at the time was Icy Fresh. Um, so Ben Bottle, you know, was gracious enough to, to connect with me. You know, I helped him out with some things on MySpace, you know, very, very little things uh, to help his presentation out. And, um, you know, he, had, he made some pretty key introductions for me, you know, which uh, I've, you know, as a, maybe as of a couple of years ago was actually, you know, able to thank him in person once again, you know, cause we didn't see each other with, with the, the same frequency we did when we first met. But, um, I got the, I was, I, we were actually in Houston. In fact, I got to thank him and he was like, man, nah, you, 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 you got exactly, you, you took the opportunity and ran with it. So, you know, like I'm happy to see, you know, to see you win. So that's the type of person Ben Baller is. And, he connected me with some great people, you know, 2006. And that's that was my entry point into, you know, doing professional level work, you know, in the hip-hop space. Yeah, I saw that you've worked with a lot of people. I went through your portfolio and I saw photos with you and Nas. Uh, obviously, you work with The Game and uh, King Little G, several other artists. And I was just really impressed the more that I dug into your resume. And I was like, damn, you know, like, you really got it in, you know, and you really got an opportunity to start working. At what point did that transition into like management and tour management and other uh, endeavors within the music industry? 
Well, I mean, I always, you know, wore, you know, several different hats for my own brand. And one of those hats was, you know, administrative work, you know, managerial work for my own brand and also publicists. So a lot of the, you know, the early PR that I had, you know, probably from, I'd say, 2006 to 2015 was all spearheaded by myself, you know, basically me pitching my my brand and my story and, and my work. And so I kind of, I, I guess I kind of managed my own career and I saw a lot of uh, converging points in terms of, you know, what it took to do, you know, to brand a photographer like myself and, you know, branding an artist. Not, you know, there's parts where it converges and then there's parts where, you know, each each individual profession is unique in its own respect. But um, as far as road management is concerned, you know, with working with Nip, that was something that he had the foresight and, uh, you know, asked me to do, I think it was around 2014, 2015. My first show was, uh, so he asked me to do it actually a couple of times, but um, I, I was just very hesitant to do it because up until then, you know, our collaborative efforts, you know, were all, you know, artistic. In other words, I, you know, I, I photographed him, you know, from 2009 to, well, as of, you know, recent, you know, as of, as of this year. But um, at that time, we were like, I don't know, six years, five, six years in, you know, to a long-term project that, we're, that we were working on. Just really building his brand visually, and it, you know, I would always tell him like, you know what, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, any type of um, administrative or business work, you know, com to conflict or interfere with what we're already doing creatively. So, we, you know, I, I was able to kind of dance around the opportunity for a while, you know, and. Um, Inevitably, you know, the, the stars align, and you know, he he said, you know, he had a lot of uh, a lot of faith in my ability to do, you know, to handle his career, and as far as touring is concerned, and uh, yeah, we, you know, I, I said, all right, well, let's let's do it. You know, of course, you know, it was something that to me was an exciting opportunity, but again, I didn't want it to, I didn't want it to conflict with what we were doing creatively, you know, which. In some, in some effect, it did to, to a degree, but we, we still managed to maintain a good balance. So, yeah, first my first uh, show as a store manager was in, in Houston at the um, at Warehouse Life. And, and truthfully, you know, it was nerve-wracking because I had zero experience. I had no, no first-hand experience with, you know, a smaller act. And now, you know, Nipsey, who I think, you know, is, was in my in my eyes has always been like a legend in the making, and now that obviously has been solidified. But um, you know, I was really humbled by the opportunity, you know, to pretty much have say in his his career as far as touring is concerned, and as far as pre presentation of his music, you know, in live capacity. So yeah man that's that's pretty much it's pretty much how I got started you know Nip was the one who had the the foresight to see you know that I had you know maybe a, a talent that I wasn't fully aware of myself wow that's insane man you know and I think the the crazy part of it is is that 
obviously I've worked with a lot of national acts. I've routed a lot of tours and I've worked with a lot of management teams, you know, and, and I'm not trying to take any cheap shots at any of uh, these other teams, but uh, your team uh, is one of the best teams, if not the best team I've ever worked with in terms of professionalism, uh, you know, working with you guys on the Victory Lab tour, this last tour that we did together. Uh, it was just uh, smooth, you know, you guys had a, a solid team and I think very highly of you as a manager, which is one of the main reasons why I wanted to interview you because I, I kind of want to get your your insight and your perspective of what makes for a effective manager or an effective tour manager or just being in that position because from the time that I met you, and just for the record, the very first time I heard that, and this was JP, I, I it was at an industry mixer that you guys were doing at Top Golf in Dallas, and I actually thought J-Rock was you. <laughs> I was looking, okay. I was looking for maybe his initial was P, right, or his last name. Yeah, well, I thought yeah. J JP. I was like, oh, I thought I thought it was the big dude, and I didn't know it was you. So it was pretty cool. But nah, man. For and, sure. But in all honesty, though, like I, I feel that you know you you you're one of the more natural communicators when it comes to the management role because I think when you're in management, you know you're you're handling so many different roles within the business, you know, so I kind of wanted to get your perspective and for people that are aspiring not only to break into the business and, and you know, management as a whole, what makes you an effective manager? I mean, I think answer to that can be specific to management, but it could also be specific or a little bit more uh, broad in terms of what makes you successful in anything you do. And, you know, my best advice to anyone that pursues a career in anything and if it is in management um you got to be passionate about what you're doing it's got to be something that you genuinely believe in and you know are willing and ready to put everything on the line for you know i think that's what that's when the attention the detail and the care necessary for a successful you know brand or a successful artist you know exists the people around you you know that are responsible with the well-being of your brand, you know, uh, aren't passionate about it, don't believe in it, didn't help build it. It's kind of like it doesn't. It doesn't sit the same. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't. It doesn't grow the same. Just plug in, you know, out of obscurity and say, hey, just take this thing over. So to me, that to me, what was what proves, you know, as as a would be as an advantage, you know, and taking that position and being uh, placed that, with that responsibility for, you know, for Nipsey was that, you know, I felt responsible for helping build it alongside, you know, the rest of my team. And this is something that I legitimately believed in and was completely sold and compelled by, you know. So if that's not the case for those that seek to, you know, to do the same, keep looking looking because not everyone you know ascends to to start a mold you know in five years some it takes 10 years some it takes 15 some 20 sometimes it doesn't happen right because it's not it's not you know for everybody and that's not to say that the person that's less talented or less capable is just like you know there's a lot of factors that we got to take into account into being successful you know in the entertainment business at least what i've seen you know, in my last 13 years, um, I've got to see, you know, a lot of acts that have remained persistent and have had breakthrough years, you know, and, and have taken over the game. 
And then I've seen other acts, you know, that were just on the verge of, of, of breaking through. And they, they take a different path, you know, in their career. And their peers, you know, that were knocking at the same door, you know, reap the benefits of, of, of staying down and being consistent. So, for those who seek to be a manager, you know, wherever it is you, or a road manager or any type of management position, that, you know, or you're tasked with the responsibility of, of someone's brand, um, I, I, my only recommendation is make sure that the, you, you believe in that, that person or in that brand, you know, wholeheartedly so you can produce the best results. You know, uh, one of the things that I think that makes you an asset to any situation, whether it be a management team, just a, a company uh, from a visual branding perspective all across the board, you know, and it's actually a story that you shared with me uh, where you were talking about whenever you actually took over the visual branding uh, on uh, for Nipsey, because you were talking about he was signed to Epic, I believe, and they had his website and had like uh -huh. fucking gun shells or whatever it was. And you know, you guys had a, a much broader vision for what you wanted to represent as an artist. So, you know, you start basically orchestrating and, and developing this, this, this imagery, these looks of how you want to present this and the way that it's presented now, uh, you know, obviously is, is iconic. You know, we, I was looking at some of your work on your Instagram before we got on the phone and we saw the Puma campaign that you just did. And it, it looks amazing by the way. And I think a lot of your work, uh, is is very very just it it, it it's almost like it, it's not a lot going on but it's it's just straight to the point but it's so strong uh what is the kind of the process behind when you're developing anything in terms of just visually um i mean here's my thing when it comes to any medium of art right at least let's say you know if you're a musician if you're whatever medium it is that you use as an artist, the most important thing, I, I don't think people should be necessarily uh, strung up on or, or, or plagued by the idea of, of the technical aspect of, you know, the, the medium and art you, you create. And to me, the most important thing in any art that you do, is got to make you feel something, you know, if the art makes you feel something, job well done. If it doesn't make you feel something and you thought you hit it on the mark because you checked off every technical uh, uh, variable you can, you know, when you're creating that piece of art and it doesn't make people feel nothing, all of that technical work was to no avail. So I never consider myself someone to be super technical. It's more so just a, a sense of taste and a sense of class, you know, that I inherited, you know, from my parents and just from exposing myself, you know, to a lot of great work, you know, over the last three decades, you know, since I was, a, you know, since I was a kid. So I think to me, that's, that's what's, what's most important, you know, and that's what people, I guess, appreciate about the work that I do. Um, again, it's not super technical, because again, there's pieces, you'll see paintings that are very technical, and they just don't make you feel nothing. But as you see a piece that looks, you know, seemingly like abstract and, you know, it's like, I remember who was, I think it was Tony Robbins. He was talking about one of his friends, you know, one of his really wealthy friends that 
have purchased a piece. I don't know how many millions from from Sotheby. I think it was like a hundred million, or I might I might be adding some scoops on it, but it was a lot of money. And the painting itself, was, you know, for for you know the average person to see, it was literally like an orange square, like an orange canvas, you know, with maybe two or three hues of orange on it. And the the gentleman that purchased it purchased it for, you know maybe eight, nine figures, something crazy. But it's because it made them feel something. But as you could have put a, a, the same, a, a more technical piece of art to that person and he would, might, might have not necessarily been as compelled to spend that you know, quantity of money. So to me, it's just be, be effective in any communication in any medium you use and make sure that you know, what, what you create uh, evokes emotion. If it doesn't, then again, it's it'll be it'll be a short, you know, piece where, you know, the minute you present it is the minute people forget about it. So I guess here's here's a question I have for you on uh on a personal brand level for for you yourself, you know, career aspirations. Is there anything in specific that you you would like to accomplish here in the immediate future, even in the in the long term future that? You know, is it more along the lines of, you know, visual branding? Uh, I mean, what, what is kind of some of the things that you're wanting to do moving forward? Um, well, I, I kind of on my, my list that I've had for quite some time, I definitely want to venture into doing more books. Um, obviously, Nip and I had just finished up our marathon book. So that's something that we're still going to put out, getting the finishing touches and then go to, you know, probably is going to be published, you know, independently by us. So that's a very special project. Um, outside of that, you know, other books, you know, with other concepts that I have in mind, uh, documentaries as well, something that, you know, I'd like to kind of dive into. Um, as far as assisting other brands, obviously Marathon Clothing is, is number one priority, something, you know, that, you know, I had – you know, a lot of involvement in, you know, during its formative years. Um, and then obviously I, I didn't have as much time to, to invest, you know, while, while traveling with Nipsey. But um, I think that's something, you know, that that's a big project to take on as well um, in these coming months and years is to really help that brand, you know, take flight and, and you know, spread its wings fully. Um, and obviously, and, and and um, in the proper way, you know, that would be respectful of Nipsey's vision and legacy that he set forth and the blueprint that he laid, he laid for, for the brand as a whole. Um, outside of, obviously, that being the priority item, you know, there's a two, like a couple, a handful of projects that, that are, are pretty interesting, you know, and that, uh, you know, deal in the music industry and then there's an Another project that you know that I, I've yet to like fully flesh out, but it's something in the boxing world that uh, that you know one of the most compelling stories in boxing as a recent. So that's something that's on, on my on my that's on my desk at the moment. You know that I'm kind of like meddling with and really trying to digest and see how I can kind of empower that that uh, that brand. Through the things that I do and the, 
the you know the information that I know, you know about building a brand. Talk about Eddie Ruiz Jr. because you know I'm a big boxing fan. Maybe. Ah. We'll, see. <laughs> well, you know one of the things that I've been really vocal about. I I really want to see you get into like the music education because I feel like you have a lot to offer. Uh, and you know I was talking to you sometime back about bringing you out for a class. Obviously, you've been busy, so. I haven't really, you know, I'm considering, you know, knowing that you got a lot going on, but I definitely want you to come out here, do a master class and kind of start venturing off into that because I feel that with uh, a lot of what, you know, just just in general, you know, there's not a school for music education and really for entrepreneurship as a whole. I mean, you know, you go to college, you go to school, but some of the things that you've learned in this music industry, in this industry, whether it be from the visual branding perspective or the photography perspective or just music business as a whole, or even, you know, what you mentioned from the clothing line perspective, business as a whole, like we're not, I don't feel that there's as much of that going on. And I definitely would love for you to come out here soon. And, you know, I know we've talked about it and we, we, we mentioned doing it in a few weeks, but again, I know you've been busy. So uh, is that something that you, 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 you plan to get into at all? No, absolutely. I think um, the trajectory of, of the work that I do and just, uh, you know, the platform, you know, that, that I, I've been blessed with, I think that it almost seems like the inevitable. In fact, you know, something that Nipsey and I were talking about, you know, as far as for his brand and for our collective brand, you know, something that we were planning on doing, especially with the release of, you know, our marathon book, it was something that we were definitely setting up like a, a speaking tour you know, to talk about the book and kind of the concept behind it and just really um, examine, you know, the different the different photos and, and you know, art and lyrics and, you know, um, concepts, you know, pertaining to that, uh, the marathon concept, or, you know, the book as a whole. So, yeah, no, I definitely think that's something that, that um, I can see myself doing. Well, you know, before we wrap up here, you know, I, I mentioned at the top of the interview that you had connected me with Snoop. And, and to me, it's such a, it was so moving for me, you know, because um, just whenever I fall back, I'm like, damn, you know, Nip's team connected me with Snoop's team. That to me is like Jordan introducing me to Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was really a big deal for me. All right. And, and it's an honor to know that I've had the opportunity to work with you guys. You, obviously, Nip, the Victory Lab Tour, that was something that meant a lot to me. And just kind of moving forward, you know, uh, I, I've told you uh, wholeheartedly, you know, I support everything you, you do. I support everything your team does. And if there's anything that we can do on Bye our part. side to keep you guys working or just keep you guys moving, or if there's anything we can just do to contribute, you know, that here we are, man. We're, it's all love, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I don't say this lightly about a lot of people, but, you know, you alluded to it early in the interview. And I don't want to talk too much about it, but we talk about legacy and we talk about, you know, Nip for a sec. You mentioned, you know, man, you know, like I always felt he was a legend. You, you mentioned that to me a little while ago, and I look at it like, you know, I was, I cried when Pop passed. Whenever that was 1996, you know what I'm saying? 97, 96. I was probably what 11 years old. I didn't get a chance to work with him. I didn't get a chance to work with Biggie, but I got a chance to work with him, and that to me is something that I can tell my kids for the rest of my life. And I can only imagine how you feel, you know, because you played such a huge, intricate role in all of this, you know, and. Uh, man, you know, right. it's just an honor and, you know, I'm proud of you, bro. I, I've, I haven't known you as long as some of these other people, but I'm proud of you because you represent a lot of us and you give us a lot of uh, a lot of hope. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. You know, we, we all got to keep pushing and, you know, to the point of, you know, Nip, uh, 
Yeah, no, nah, he, he's definitely, you know, a one-on-one. And I think uh, I think the people that, that worked with us early on, or even as a recent, understood that, you know, I think you understood it. And I think now, the, you know, in, in light of, you know, recent circumstances, I think now the world has been alerted and the magnifying glass has been put over, you know, over us and, you know, particularly NIP and, think now people uh understand you know what just just the greatness that lie within them well you know we'll end with this you know there was that video going on uh, with him uh jamming corridos <laughs> you know with you up there uh right. man, amazing video it went viral you know and I, I i i know you had mentioned it to me like man that just kind of shows you the person that he was but whenever you think of the words the marathon continues what does that embody to you and that's what i want to leave our listeners with today um, I think the marathon continues. Well, to me in particular, it's, you know, having been involved directly, you know, with, with Nip, you know, that's my brother and, you know, him leaving, you know, such big shoes to fill and so, so much, you know, amazing work to, to continue and, and to, yeah, I mean, I guess to continue, I, I I feel like the marathon continues in the capacity of of, of, of the context of, of what we're talking about now. I think it's just really con- continuing to press forward, you know, uh, on a lot of the endeavors that we had already set out to do, and then also the ones that we had, you know, written down, you know, that we plan on doing collectively. I think it's up to our team, you know, to to keep pressing forward. Um, and, you know, keep Nipsey's legacy, you know, fully intact, exactly where it needs to be, you know, like a king. Um, I think in terms of the, the, the term as a, as a, in general, I think it's taken different forms. You know, I remember having conversations with Nip and, you know, when he was in the streets, you know, and there was close calls and, you know, he was able to, to, you know, to slide, you know, to basically you know, uh, fly under the radar from something, you know, the exchange that he would have with his homies or, his, you know, his right-hand man at the time would be the marathon continues. So that's the form it took then. And then, you know, obviously as, as, as he became, when he became a music artist, um, you know, as um, he made, trans, you know, huge decisions in his career uh, and there was career turning points um, just when things seemed like they weren't going to go the way he would have, would have anticipated or liked them to go. And, you know, you take certain losses and you bounce back, you know, saying goes the marathon continues. So I think, you know, Nipsey left us, you know, uh, a philosophy or a concept or a, a phrase or, or, or a mantra, more importantly, you know, to, to live by and, you know, those are encouraging words, you know, and, you know, when, when you find yourself in the face of, you know, drastic change or opposition, you know, you got to keep your head up, you, you know, your chest poked out, you got to keep, you know, pr- you know, pressing forward and, and pushing your, you know, pushing your line, you know, for your team. And for us, you know, I like to think we operate, you know, on a high frequency. So hopefully, you know, with the platform, that he's he's left us, 
you know, we have our, ante- our, our antennas up high and, you know, we're listening to, you know, for, you know, for him orchestrating from, you know, the other side and giving us, you know, the next plays and also tasking ourselves, you know, with being innovative as well, you know, and carrying things out the way, you know, he would, he would have done it had he, you know, if he was still here in a physical form. Appreciate your time, brother. You know, and again, we look forward to all the projects that the projects you have coming up. You know, obviously you mentioned the book. Uh, obviously, getting you out here for a class. I know you got the festival coming up over there in California. I think it's the West West Fest, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yep, in September we got the Welcome to the West Festival. There you go, the Welcome to the West Festival. Yeah, so I mean, we'll definitely be you know keeping up with everything that you got coming up, all the all the great work that you continue to put out on not only the visual branding side, but everything else included, you know, obviously I saw that you, you guys had a, you know, a lot to do with the presentation at the BET Awards. So uh, you got, you got a a big support system out here in Texas and across the world, man. It's nothing but love. Thank you again, JP. And I look forward to seeing you soon, brother, for real, man. No, likewise, brother. Take care of yourself.